This is the Kowabui Show. Kowabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kowabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, online business. You could check out his blog site at www.koa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Koa Bui. Mr. Koa Bui. Okay, so Cameron Foos, he is a successful day trader who has made millions in the share market. He is also a famous YouTube celebrity with over 124,000 subscribers and growing as well. He's got it all. He's got the lifestyle, the luxury watches, the penthouse and more. Um, and he's also an online entrepreneur who's now teaching thousands of his students how to achieve a great lifestyle. So welcome to the show, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, dude. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, first and foremost, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate um, you know your time and, and uh, just carving out a bit of your time out of your calendar today and um, you know, it's a real honor to, to finally get to interview you. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to, to get into it and uh, find out what you're doing and, and yeah, share it with the audience. Yeah, cool. Where, where are you located, by the way? Because I'm in, I'm in Bali, so I we're on like different uh, time zones, but now I'm hearing your accent. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. in, um, yeah, man, I, I'm in Sydney. So, based in Sydney, but you're okay, cool. in Bali. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Weird. So, so what, what are you doing in Bali at the moment, by the way? Uh, just hanging out, man. I've been traveling for, full-time for three years and uh it can get exhausting after a while and so we were just kind of on the move for a little bit this is norbert my videographer that travels with me uh very cool <laughs> uh that was, you saw i'm setting this up before yeah. uh but yeah it gets exhausting traveling from city to city every month um while it, it, it's like super fun like when i first started doing this three years ago it was absolutely amazing i was actually with my girlfriend at the time uh, but after a while, it can get exhausting. So we decided, hey, let's, uh, you know, do a little pit stop in Bali for like seven months. So we've been here for a while and we're, we're actually leaving uh, in two weeks. We go to Shanghai for a month. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, so you just, that, that's like your studio back there. Like you just set it up and you're doing your, your cool videos yeah. there. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So we weren't sure how long we were going to stay and we lasted like six, seven months. And they were like, all right, I'm fucking bored. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about your videos a bit later on. So um, yeah, I'm keen to get into that. But um, for those who don't know, um, just uh, would you mind just quickly sharing like a bit about your background, like how you got started and um, what you're doing. So I think you started as um, you know, you got into day trading when you were about 19 and and so forth. Could you elaborate on that one? Yeah. So I was going to school in college to be like, I was always like fascinated by the stock market. Um, I didn't really know what the stock market was. I just knew it was like a game um, where you could make money by playing this game and didn't really seem like a, a job to me. Uh, I seemed more so like just kind of like fantasy. Like, and you see it in the movies, you see like all this like stuff about the rich glamorous lifestyle. So I was definitely drawn to that. Um, and like, Two of my, like my best friend's dad was a stockbroker growing up. One of our really good family friends was a stockbroker. So I was like, I'm going to go to school to be a stockbroker. 
And in 2005, my family actually got a stock tip about this like biomedic, stupid company uh, that, you know, when you, people get stock tips, they do stupid things. And they're like, oh, wow, this is like the get rich quick scheme that we've been waiting for, right? Yeah. And so uh, uh, my, my uncle, my great uncle had recently passed away. We got about a half million dollars in inheritance. And um, with some of that, I bought like my dream car. I had like this 97 BMW M3 in college. So I thought it was pretty cool. And, uh, <laughs> but we got this stock tip. And so I decided, hey, maybe this is my opportunity to get started in, in day trading. This is when I was a sophomore in college, just to like before my career, you know, um, like before graduating and getting a job, I just thought, hey, this would be a good opportunity to maybe start making some money and start learning actually stuff about the stock market because in school you don't learn anything about the stock market yeah, other than yeah, right, basic yeah. finance stuff um but unfortunately this stock you know went from like four dollars up to seven dollars and then it went to like 70 to 50 cents in a day on a bad pr um basically saying like there's there's a lot of biomedic companies um biomedical companies that are pre FDA approval and they're very mm. speculative and you can make a lot of money on these, but they're also very high risk because if they don't get the news that they're looking for, like the drug didn't work, then the stock's yeah. going to tank, you know, 70% a day. And that's what happened with this stock. So my family lost like $500,000 in inheritance in a day. Uh, I actually recently just sold the stock a few weeks before this happened because I was bored and I want to learn how to day trade, not invest. My ex-girlfriend yep. at the time had also gotten sucked into this stock <laughs> tip. And so yeah. that was kind of my introduction into, you know, seeing the risks involved in the stock market when you don't know what you're doing. And there's like a, about a 95% failure rate in the stock market. And most of mm -hmm. that is because about 99% of people who try doing anything in the stock market get started with the wrong mentality of this is going to be a get rich quiz scheme, or they see like a marketing piece that we have put out in the past and like, wow, that looks amazing. Just I want to get started it. today yeah. without, you know, uh, learning the proper steps about what the risks are and actually how to learn how to day trade um, and make money doing it. Like I didn't make money for my first three years as a day trader, uh, mostly because my mind state wasn't there and I wasn't taking the proper steps to do it correctly. I was well, yeah. finding was a little just... bit of success uh, in the stock market. And then I would see one really good pick, be like, this is it. This is my get rich quick scheme stock pick. And I would put everything in one stock. It wouldn't go right one big loss would lead to a bunch of big losses and I blew my account up three times. So it's a very wow. difficult game to get into, but if you do it uh, correctly and do it the right way, it can be a much lower risk and your probability of success is much higher. Um, so was that mostly like just trial and error? Like were you learning through courses and stuff, reading books or was it just trial and error? Well, this was back in 2005. Or? So there wasn't yeah. really like courses online okay. back then. Um, there was a website called threesocksonfire.com who was run by these two guys from Portugal who made fake pseudo American names to make them like stand out a little bit more. It was like Larry something and David <laughs> Randolph, but their real names were Pedro her, uh, something. It's funny. He actually just reached out to me like maybe six that months sounds ago. Really legit, yeah. Him, like, yeah, I didn't talk to him in like 12 years. And he's like, dude, like I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, so they were running a, uh, just a chat forum. Uh, mm. a day trading and stock market forum back in 2005 it's no longer existent and i spent you know maybe my sophomore year most of my time learning in this in this chat room and just learning everything i could about the stock market and day trading and i 
basically ended up stopped going to class because all I was doing was contributing in this forum, kind of building up also a name for myself. Mm. And after about a year, I was like, like maybe this is my route that I could be taking uh, because they were also charging 50 bucks a month for their service as well mm. as making money in the stock market. And so I kind of started questioning the idea of, you know, going into the corporate world of nine to five America and thinking maybe if I start making money day trading, I could also start my own business based off of what I've been learning because I had, I won a stock picking contest at this website in 2005. Mm. That was kind of like my first inkling of like, maybe I, I have like the knack for this and maybe I'm yeah. actually skilled at doing this. And I was also obsessed at the time. And so in 2006, I started my own website, thetechnicaltrader.net, of which also no longer exists. We've rebranded yeah. since then. Uh, but it was basically just a blog and basically me documenting my journey of learning how to day trade and just kind of sharing my experience. And so I did that for free for two years in college and basically just was a blog and I had a forum and I started building up a pretty solid reputation online of being a day trader and basically just providing a lot of value. Like back then there wasn't any lifestyle. There wasn't any, uh, YouTube. No, there was nothing. And so all it really was, was just me sharing straight up value around the stock market, which was cool because that's kind of like where the roots of everything happened before, you know, social media lifestyle stuff kind of took over everything by storm. Um, and that's how I got started. That's how I built my reputation was just by hard work and putting out good, valuable content uh, through a blog. And then in 2008, uh, I had to make the decision of, am I going to graduate and go to corporate America or am I going to try to do this? And I was like scared because I was just this like drunk college kid. Yeah. And, senior, yeah. and I still had about a year. I would have been a sixth year senior because I didn't, I just basically was, wasn't going to class anymore. All I was doing is day trading and running this blog. Mm. Um, and so I put my, my website on eBay uh, for like 3000 bucks thinking like, okay, you know, this is like cool, but I'm like, I don't have the confidence to like do this. I, College, dropping out of college was kind of a big deal back then. Like now yeah, like yeah. people are dropping out of high school to start their own company. So yeah, yeah. Uh, my confidence was a little bit low. And so I was like, maybe I'll just try to sell it and then go to the corporate America thing. And one guy wanted to buy it, but he wanted me to come with him and be, because I was the brand uh, okay. of the website. So I was like, maybe I'll just give this a shot. And so I basically just told everybody like, hey guys, my blog is no longer free. Uh, the access to the forum is no longer free. It's $50 a month. And I had a shitload of people sign up that month. I made like 30 grand just in 30 days uh, mm. in 2008 as a senior in college of just people signing up. And I was, that was kind of like my final confirmation, like, okay, people are actually listening to what I'm saying and now they're paying to hear what I'm saying. So that was really cool. It was, it was just a PayPal uh, button, right? It was just like, I think yeah, you had, it was, it was just a PayPal button and that was it, right? <laughs> there was no, no it was, it was, yeah, it was like nothing. Like, I did, like I built the website from scratch with HTML. Um, Amazing. And uh, yeah, it was a totally different game uh, back then. And so that was kind of like the beginning of, okay, this is actually a business where people are like paying to like continue to get the, continue to get the value that I was dropping in the, in the blog and uh, in the forum. And then the, the 2008 market crash. So I launched my business in April of 2008 had a really good launch, was making money day trading. August of 2008, I'm, I was in Boise, Idaho at the time. Um, and me and my friend decided that we were gonna move to San Diego. Things were going great. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, let's go to San Diego. That sounds amazing. And then August, 
of that year, that was when shit hit the fan and this the entire market collapsed. Uh, I was a basically more so of a swing trader before the 2008 market crash. So that was when you're holding a stock overnight and um, making money on a multiple day to multiple week time frame. And after the stock market crash happened, there was so much volatility, like trying to, to hold the stock overnight was ludicrous because there was so much risk involved. And I only was going long. Long means you're buying low, selling high. I wasn't making any money going short at this time. I didn't even understand the concept which is you can make money oh, wow. when the stock market's going down. And mm -hmm. so that was kind of like a big wake up call. My business basically was dead. Uh, I almost blew up my account for the fourth time, but it really only lasted for like four months. And then uh, that year of 2009 had a killer year, made a bunch of money, like December of 2009, I made 50 grand in a month. That was kind of like my first, like really big month in the stock market. But it's like, shit, mm. I just made $50,000 day trading this month. Like that's- That was the highest you've ever done? Uh, my highest is 70,000 in a month, but if I did yeah. in 2014. Um, mm. But yeah, that was like my first, like really big, like, oh shit moment mm. in the stock mm. market. Like, that's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> My dream yeah. was to make like a hundred grand in a year and I got as many 50 K in a month. And so, uh, and I was also running my, my service at this time. So it was cool to have, um, multiple sources of income. And a lot of people like, even now we're like, you make so much money day trading. Why do you run a service for one is because you can. And that's also why my, what I've transitioned to as well with my new company that I'm getting ready to launch is teaching people to leverage their skill set by turning it into a course. Like student enrollment is going to be dropping by 15% by 2025, while e-learning is going to be ballooning big time to like a $325 billion per year industry. Mm. Um, and it's crazy. And what that means is that millions of students are going to be looking for alternative sources of education to learn actual practical skills. And the difference between a traditional education is you learn a bunch of generic stuff that's usually just regurgitated information. A lot of times they're not really sure why they're there or what they're doing. It takes four years. It costs a lot of money. And at the end of it, they get a piece of paper and no plan. With going through some sort of online course that you choose to go through, you're learning mm -hmm. a specific skill. And at the end of it, you have a practical plan to execute whatever that skill set is. And it usually takes like eight to 12 weeks for whatever in an online course that you're going through and at a very small fraction of the cost. So it'll be interesting to see where this education in general goes because the traditional school system is fraudulent at this point mm. for what you learn and the kind of the value you get. And on top of that, you're left with no plan at the end of your graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, um, yeah, everyone's online these days and they're using their phones to, to scroll through, you know, social media and, I mean, who do you know that's watching TV, you know, so, and people reading yeah. stuff through their phones. And I mean, I, I saw like, yeah. um, like your, your videos that you create is absolutely amazing. So but when I, when I heard that, you know, you're, you're launching a new, um, you know, new company to teach entrepreneurs, I, I was getting really excited. So, um, but before we get into that one, I was just curious, like, how did you like, because if, if anyone watches your YouTube videos, it's just like the way you create it, it's just so amazing how it's really engaging. Um, you've got great content. Like, do you, uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to create, like, you know, fantastic videos? Is it like, what's your thought process? Do you come across like a really good idea and then you execute, or what? What is it? What's your what's your thinking process behind that? Uh, well, it's it's evolved a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I created my first YouTube video in like 2008 or 
2009. A lot of it in the beginning is just you just wing it. You don't even know what you're doing. So you're you just, just winging it at the start. Wow. Okay. Turn on the camera and uh, and start shooting. I mean, that was kind of like the beginning. Now, like what I'm teaching in my new course, um, the section of it is called YouTube Fluence, and then I have mm. another alternative course to that called Instagrammatics. So basically, how do you use Instagram and YouTube to blow up your personal brand and scale to fifty thousand dollars per month plus? Um, but a lot of it is structure and storytelling. There's a science behind storytelling, and um, there's actually multiple studies that show the influence of how to engage your audience and how it actually changes. Uh, you can influence behavior of your audience by changing their brain chemistry by releasing cortisol and mm. oxytocin at the proper times using certain techniques in your uh, storytelling. There's a guy named Gustav Freytag that came up with the dramatic arc, like something like almost maybe 180 years ago. And this uh, structure of storytelling is still the basis of any sort of screenplay. Any movie you watch is typically based off of this structure called the dramatic arc that this guy, this German guy came up with uh, almost 180 years ago. And a lot of it just has to do with engaging your audience and releasing uh, oxytocin in their in their bloodstream uh, that's released in the brain and that what they're or not oxytocin cortisol and that's basically a stressor making them kind of feel like this anxiety this this uh, like this feeling like wanting to know the answer because when you have this cortisol pumping through your body you're seeking mm -hmm. resolve you're just naturally looking for resolution to this feeling you're having and so really just to create a really engaging piece of content you have to know how to structure that in your story to create that cortisol in their body and have them actively seek resolution. It's like, they also call this like a cliffhanger if you're watching a TV show and it ends abruptly mm. and you're like, what the fuck? What's, I wanna know what yeah, happens. Yeah, what's going on, right? yeah, you're, yeah. You're left with anxiety and you're left with, that's cortisol pumping through your yeah. blood. And you're actively, naturally seeking this resolution and getting that resolution is releasing oxytocin in your body. And so there's a, there's a really big science behind um, the actual structure of how to create an engaging piece of content. That's kind of what we focus on in my program about storytelling in uh, the Iconic Entrepreneur and YouTube Flows. Mm, that's really interesting. Um, it reminds me of like, you know, in the brain, how I think there's a part of the brain, it's called the amygdala gland. And that's like the, the reptile part of your brain where, you know, it just seeks after the survival stuff, like, you know, we need food, we need sex. It's just like, yeah. the, you know, that reptile stuff. And some people, when they speak, they just talk directly to the amygdala gland and just really, yeah. Yeah. So it's really amazing what, what you just mentioned. That. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's really cool. It's all a lot of it in a, in a marketing sense. It's all about speaking to your audience's problems and then convincing yeah. them you have a solution to it. So, um, yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. interesting stuff. Uh, and that's kind of how I, I look at that when I create pieces of content now, before I was kind of just winging it which makes mm. it easier because you don't have to think about things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it can be a little bit more natural that way. Uh, but I think your, your content can be more effective if you actually think of it in a scientific way about how can we structure this to engage the audience better. Yeah, okay. So in your, um, in your course, like you're teaching people how to brand themselves, right? And um, to, mm -hmm. to you know, get more followers on YouTube, is that correct? Yeah, so basically, like why I, I kind of transferred into this, like, like getting back to the big question that people are always be like, if you, if you make money day trading, why are you selling a course? Mm. One, because I can, and because I'm smart and it's called being a businessman and understanding that if you have a skill set, you can charge a lot of money for it, right? If you're mm. in a sort of profession 
that's your advice is valuable and people will pay for it. It's yeah. just like, why is it, why is a doctor charge more than a grocery teller? You know, it's because this is a skill set and a profession that people are willing to pay for and it's valuable and a lot of times needed more so than a grocery teller. A lot of people can go to a, be a grocery teller. You know, not a lot of people put in the time and the effort to become a doctor. So mm-hmm. it's really just about understanding your worth and understanding that, you're not going to do it for free. You work your ass off to get this this knowledge and it's valuable and you can actually sell that skill set and there's a demand for it. So in the sense of day trading, um, you know, another thing why I'm transitioning out of day trading uh, is one that it's just, it's a pretty soulless game. And usually when you get started in day trading, it's for money. And if you have a career and your why is money, you, you probably are going to make some money or you're just going to fail and it's, you're going to be really upset because your why was money in the first place and you failed at getting that. But what I learned, you know, I'm 35 now. I started day trading 15 years ago when I was 20 mm. and probably more like five or six, maybe even seven years ago, I started not liking day trading anymore because once you start making money and you don't have like a true passion behind it, there is a big sense of emptiness left just in your entire body and your mind and your head and your just physical presence because there's no emotional or intrinsic reward of making money at first there is because you're like wow that was really cool i just made fifty thousand dollars a month this is like fucking insane i'm gonna go buy a bunch of material goods and at eventually the material wealth the financial wealth becomes emotionless and there's only a short-term high from that and if you don't have any sort of intrinsic reward or actually true passion about what you're doing, even if you make a bunch of money, you are left with this sense of emptiness. And that's why the term money doesn't buy happiness exists because if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you're not happy about what you're doing, you're not going to be happy. So that was kind of where I ended up in the day trading game was I was making money. I just wasn't happy because I wasn't passionate about it. I got into Mm -hmm. it for financial reasons and yeah, there's a high and a rush behind that and it's super exhilarating, but it's also a very high stress game. And uh, after a while, I just came to the realization that this high from the income wasn't really why I was there. And there was no passion behind this. And that's why I've kind of transitioned out. I just retired from day trading maybe like a month ago officially. Um, But I've been wanting to get out of this game for like six years. Is this a (laughs) a long process? (laughs) I don't really know what my, what my, uh, my, my exit plan was until uh, I really started focusing on, okay, like I've been, I've been selling digital products and services and making social media content for a really long time. And that's how mm-hmm. I built my brand. This is an, a demand and this is a skill set that's actually needed. So, and I saw more and more people kind of coming into that space and, uh, you know, the last, probably the first half of my career in the day trading industry was day trading, mastering the mm. skill set. The second half was all focused on creating lifestyle content, creating marketing content, and actually running the business and scaling it to fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars per month. So mm. that's what I the last six years have all been geared towards is running a business, not actually day trading, and mostly leveraging stories from my students as opposed to my own. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah. One thing I notice is um, I mean, a lot of people fantasize about having the lifestyle. You know, you've got cars you got the watches house and everything and and like you you were just really honest you know you were straight up honest and said that yeah this is not happiness and like you know you're, de- you're depressed and and you know this is not like your true passion and, and um yeah not a lot of people can can really you know 
say that in front of everyone, but you, you actually did it. So, and you know, you announced your retirement a month ago. And I think, um, was it, was it Gary Vee that triggered this or something, or was it, you saw one of these videos or. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was two people. It was my ex-girlfriend and, uh, wow. Uh, Gary V. <laughs> it kind of started with Gary V. Um, he made a video with the concept of documenting versus creating. And what I was doing mostly in my career was creating this persona of this day trader that was having the good life with all the fancy shit, but it really wasn't mm. who I was as a person. But I got caught up in this because that's what was working for my business at the time. But at the same time, I didn't even like day trading. And so I was like, doing these things because it was making my business grow. But as my business were growing, my integrity, integrity was dropping and my happiness was dropping. So it, it wasn't a good formula. <laughs> so it kind of yeah. just led to like a, a complete like mental breakdown. Like I'm not fucking happy. Even though I'm making all this money, people think that this is like, I'm living like the most epic life of all time, which it, on video, it looked like that for sure. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was having fun doing it as well. But like deep inside, I wasn't passionate about day training anymore. I was putting on a fake smile for the camera. I was, you know, just trying to fulfill an empty void by continually buying another car or another boat or a Rolex to post on Instagram because I know it's going to get attention because mm. what do people buy in a marketing sense? They buy their future of what they could possibly have. They don't buy the bullet points of what you're selling. People want to know what the services that you're selling, what, what's the future that they can provide. Like people don't buy facts, you know, it's like facts tell, stories sell. And that's basically, you know, kind of the model that most people use. And I don't think that you shouldn't use the lifestyle marketing, but if you're not happy about the lifestyle you're selling, you're not going to be happy. And so that's kind of where I ended up and kind of had to break down um, and sold everything I own. I sold all my cars. My Rolex is the only thing that I kept out of everything. I yeah. uh, got rid of my condo. And I also started dating a girl that was traveling the world full time. And we just crossed paths in San Diego. And that was kind of like also my trigger. Like, well, maybe I should just sell all my shit and like mm. we can go. And I, I sold all my stuff and I was like, I mean, it, we, me and her were actually in Mexico City. Mm. And that's on East Coast time. The stock market opens at 6.30 a.m. in San Diego, where I currently was. And I was sick of having to be up that early. It's not, it's not so much difficult waking up that early, but the stock market opens at 6.30 a.m. And to be at 110% at 6.30 a.m., I'm a slow mm. starter. So <laughs> that's what I really didn't like doing. Like, I don't mind waking up early. I love waking up early. But I like to wake up at like 6, 6.30 have my cup of coffee and this like chill and like slowly, you know, easing in my day. I was waking up at like, you know, five 30 slamming a cold brew coffee. And by six 15, I had to do a live broadcast and be ready to day trade uh, for mm. my business. And so that was very exhausting. I didn't like doing that at all. But in Mexico city, I was working down there remotely with her and I was like, nine thirty AM. This is like amazing. Like I can wake up have my morning cup of coffee, like relax. And there's still like two hours before the market opens. And so yeah. I made the decision that I was going to move to Miami, Florida. Uh, one of my business partners lives there. And the other guy who works with me, Mike, who's now our head trader was in New York and he was going to come move down to Miami with me. And I went there for a week, 
signed a lease in an apartment and I just like had this feeling in my gut. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm just going to do the same shit here in Miami that I was doing in San Diego. And I think yeah. Miami, Miami sucks. And so, <laughs> oh, really? uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I just called up my girlfriend. I was like, I can't do this. Like, what do you think if we just go travel the world? And she was like, let's do it. And so me and her traveled for 13 months, uh, all over the world. We, it was an amazing time. We actually got hired by Playboy after they were watching my YouTube videos. I woke up to wow. an email from Playboy, a video producer. They're like, hey, we love your stuff. Um, we want you to host this new travel show that we're doing called Finer Things. And so I was like, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so we did that. We did three episodes. Yeah. never aired. Uh, thankfully, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> but you, but. Still, you still get videos of that one? <laughs> I still have the content, yeah. So you we're actually going to do a YouTube video. Oh, okay. That's yeah, we're doing, a, we're doing a video um, soon telling the story about uh, getting hired by Playboy and showing some of the content uh, from behind the scenes. Because basically what we did, we were actually in Colombia at the time. So we did one episode at this, um, the Charlie Hotel in Medellin, Colombia. And then the second episode was on our own private island off the coast of Colombia, like this tiny little island, like beautiful, like crystal clear, clear water. They rented us some rapper's big orange boat and like, <laughs> like took it out to this island. And so we just did a video there. And then our third episode we did in LA um, at the Midnight Summer Dream um, yeah. uh, Playboy Mansion party right before Hugh Hefner died. So we did the final episode at the, the last Playboy Mansion party we actually don't have that footage because playboy shot that uh that footage so yeah. but it was interesting playboy mansion wasn't nearly as cool as i thought it was going to be but wow <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's still an interesting experience insane. yeah 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 I, i'm pretty sure um you never would have imagined you know to get these tough phone calls and stuff when you were first starting out right so um yeah yeah, I was really drunk, and I introduced myself to Ty Lopez, and he was like, "This guy's wasted." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome! Yeah. All right, um, so so what about you know, your company, Iconic? Um, what's like the next step for for that one there? Um, I think you just recently you're still building it up and everything, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what I've been working on. So we rebranded the trading company. It was called Foos4Trading.com which was kind of the name of my strategy. My last name is Cameron Foos. Foos 4 was the four different techniques that I initially started using to make money in the stock market, which was called the Foos 4. So that was kind of like the name of the company, but I wanted to rebrand it under Iconic and get my name off the company because one, I'm, it was kind of the beginning of my exit of kind of rebranding it, not under my name. Uh, even though I'm still an authority in the space, I didn't want mm. to be known as the day trading guy anymore. And I wanted start making my exit and have it be more so about any community of iconic traders and also to still have it be under the new iconic brand that I was doing. Um, but iconic is basically, uh, it's just trying to be iconic, having people look up to you for more than what you're worth and more than what you have materially. Um, you know, what do you stand for? What's your message? And, you know, being iconic to me isn't about, you know, material wealth or your financial um, rewards. It's about being an inspiration to people. And that's kind of what I want to be for people. But I also want to help people be successful because obviously, what do we all want in life? We all want to be rich, right? But mm. unless you're happy with how you got rich, you're going to have a sense of emptiness, just like how 
I felt as a day trader. And so I want to help people find purpose in their career by getting started correctly. Or if they're in a situation where they're stuck, how do you get out of that situation? Kind of like I was stuck in the day trading game and it took me fucking six years to get out of it. Um, mm. Because it's difficult making transitions. People get comfortable, especially if you're very financially comfortable and it's supporting a lifestyle that you don't want to <laughs> give up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I've learned a lot, especially in the last year, now that I've really fo focused on fully coming back, um, stepping off of day trading. Like I, I stopped day trading over a year ago, not over a year ago, like maybe 10 or 11 months ago. Nobody knew about mm. it because I was still running the trading company. So I didn't like say it publicly, yeah, yeah. but all my students were running the company and I was just kind of still the face. Um, but all I've been doing is just learning more as much as I can about marketing, YouTube, social media, automated uh, marketing, and a lot of stuff I knew already, but I've definitely just accelerated my knowledge in the game. And I think what, what I'm putting together is by far my best work. I know all the people in this space, and I think we definitely bring a unique talent and a new, different approach to what most marketers are doing out there today. It, obviously, we're using some of the same marketing tactics because that's what that what works. But I think, mm. uh, you know, authenticity is the new Lamborghini. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, just just watching your videos, you, you're just like amazing with the personal branding. Um, yeah, just how you present yourself on the screen. You're just so relaxed. So you know, you're you. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to to you know seeing what you you're going to be producing out there. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be promoting this all over the place. So it's going to be, I know it's going to be an amazing thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Just been hustling behind the scenes for the last six months, just building this course out. So uh, yeah, it's essentially what it is, is an eight week program on how to mm. scale your online business. If you want to sell a digital product, digital service, online course info product and then how do you scale and leverage social media to sell that product okay so um if you were to go into a time machine right and you were to go back maybe about 10 15 maybe 20 years what would you say to your younger self you I mean you're already young now but even younger self right? <laughs> yeah. what would you say yeah i don't know getting older man 35 <laughs> yeah. 35 shit yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say, like, what I would say because From what you've experienced, I, you know, everything, right? So, yeah, all the stuff yeah, that you've been and through. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I don't like regret because regret sucks. I think regret is poison. I don't want to say I regret the path right. that I took because it got me to where I am now and it gave me the character that I have now. But, um, like obviously i would go back and be like dude don't get into day trading like you're gonna end up unhappy wow. but at the same time it's like like that gave me this story to tell now and it gave me wisdom um to have you know the knowledge to help other people avoid that situation so it's really hard for me to say like to go back and tell myself to do something differently um I don't know. I, <laughs> I, don't know I love it. Yeah. I don't like regret. I think regret's poison. I think things happen for a reason and you just got to take it in stride and it is what it is. And your past is what makes you, you. So I mm. think you just have to own it.
So he's saying that's what drives you, right? Regret. You just don't want to get old and regret that you didn't do this particular thing, right? That's yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the concept of regret, even though I do like regret a lot of things. I think it's a lot of it's just learning experiences and it's, you know, how do you process that regret? How do you process that mistake? A lot of people can carry that weight on their shoulders and be miserable, or you can look at it as what can I learn from this and how can I, how can I be better going forward? So mm -hmm. that's how I try to keep my mindset. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Okay. So um, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how could people get in touch with you? What's the best place? YouTube, uh, you can find me on YouTube. It's youtube.com backslash Cameron Foos. That's F-O-U-S. You can also find me on Instagram, instagram.com backslash Cameron dot F-O-U-S. Or you can check us out at IKNK.com if you're interested in the new upcoming Iconic Entrepreneur Blueprint program that's going to be released, hopefully, in Shanghai next. In Shanghai. Shanghai. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait, man. I cannot wait. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Cameron, I really um, appreciate your time today um, and, you know, for yourself and sharing some great wisdom for us as well. And um, I wish you all the best for your future endeavors. And, uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, you've got a lot of great fans out there who love you and um, ready to support you and, and what you're doing. And um, yeah, we really appreciate what you're doing and, and the value that you're providing for a marketplace. So well done, man. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks.